Heavenly Father, we know that unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers toil in vain. In vain we rise up early, in vain we stay up late, unless you're building. And uh, we just identify you, acknowledge you as our chief architect, our chief uh, superintendent, our chief Lord over every component of our lives, our, our work, our uh, marriage, our family life, our uh, personal journey as a single, um, our journey as a, in our golden years, we acknowledge you as the builder. And uh, with that in mind, uh, we pray that you'll help us bring hope, Jesus hope, to this community, that this building will be part of that, but that we'll see hope bringers throughout uh, Natomas and this immediate airport district bringing hope around in small groups, in homes, at coffee shops, uh, that your Holy Spirit will help us be the witnesses of the death, burial, and resurrection, the hope he brings uh, in this life and in the life to come. To that end, we pray you'll build this house. We don't want to do anything in vain. We don't want to do anything by the flesh. We don't want to do anything by our own thinking. We want to be led by your Holy Spirit. We want to be spirit-led. Please lead us. We'll follow. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. We're here. Today's message is uh, the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. That's the message in a sentence. There's strength and joy. And sometimes joy is hard to find. (laughs) Circumstances go awry. Uh, About a month ago, my, my son bought a new car. Happens to be my favorite make of a vehicle. And uh, he, uh, he told his mother on a Friday, hey, uh, why don't you drive uh, my car to work? I'm concerned about the cooling system. And what my wife and I heard on a groggy morning was, go out and test the car and make certain it's shifting into second gear well. It was my day off, and like I'm sure I'm, we're no different than on your day off, you're a little groggy. I discovered that his sports car ran very well in second gear, third gear, fourth gear, and fifth gear. And so I had a, a little, uh, an appointment over in the Arden area, and uh, on my way back, I noticed some steam coming out of the engine. And I was like, uh, I, I'm smart enough to know, pull over immediately. I saw it, the engine was at the highest temperature possible. I pulled over immediately, and... Uh, text my son and said, what's the problem here? And he said, what are you doing? Where are you? And uh, that car was steamed up. The car is, is, is it's a beautiful vehicle. Uh, in fact, some people were evidently watching us. My wife and I pitifully pulled over, and there were several bumper-to-bumpers uh, hits right in front of us. Uh, we were causing lots of problems on that Friday afternoon. And I have known the mechanic that has worked on this vehicle, so I called him and I said, hey, just a question. If I blew this engine, what am I looking at? He said, you don't want to know. And so I asked, I said, yes, I do. (laughs) He was right. (laughs) (laughs) Melissa and I are there on Garden Highway uh, thinking through the math of this fiscal year. It doesn't look good in in, uh, early March. Uh, This was going to be an expensive uh, commute to the Arden area, and I was just trying to be a servant to my son. 
<laughs> That's all. I had great intentions. But everything went, everything went awry. And my wife and I were struggling a little bit to find the joy in the Lord. We had a, a, a few minutes of revisiting our communication on Friday morning. Who heard him correctly? Who was listening? Who was clear? Who was listening? And I, I, I knew that you walk away and you just own it. Yeah, that's my bad. And everything worked out fine that Friday night. Uh, what was really fun was to see some of Mark's friends drive by on Garden Highway. We, we, felt, like, we felt like we were at the wild animal park. And people were <laughs> driving by and just looking at us and feeling sorry for us. One of, uh, one of the team members here at Adventure even stopped, pulled over, and offered to help us. And, uh, of course, we had to tell him what's going on. <laughs> it's, it was tough. How do you have joy when stuff like that's happening? <laughs> when you've got you to replace an engine. I wish it had been a Volkswagen. It wasn't. <laughs> now, by the way, it, after waiting for about 10 days, uh, we were told, hey, it's, he, just, he just blew a, a cooling hose. Uh, drive the car for a couple weeks. If there's no problems, you're good. Two weeks have passed, and now in my book, if anything happens to that car, it's on my son. <laughs> We're good. We, we, we paid for the incidental repairs. We own those, but we're good, and I don't want to drive his car again. <laughs> How do you have the joy of the Lord when your circumstances really get tough? And knowing many of you personally, I know some of you are facing uh, working for supervisors that are asking you to uh, perform in an unethical way. Uh, I know that's the case. Uh, I know some of you are challenged in your own marriage and family lives, that there's stuff going on you never expected. This wasn't part of your plan. I know there are some of you that uh, have faced uh, or have extended family members who are facing very difficult medical prognoses, really life-changing and sometimes life-threatening. How do you have joy in the midst of all of that? And what I want to tell you is that today, <laughs> the joy of the Lord actually gives you the strength to get through some of the toughest seasons of life. And the passage I want to uh, look at is in Nehemiah. Before we get there, uh, I want to tell you that joy is actually the mark of a maturing Christ follower. Uh, the scriptures teach that the kingdom of God is made up of righteousness, that is Christ's righteousness that we get from believing in what he did on the cross, not what we do. Remember, Christianity is about what's been done, not about what we do. Uh, believing in Christ's righteousness and that very righteousness by faith being infused into our own lives. And then the peace that comes from having a relationship with God that's completely been paid for gives us peace. And then finally, the joy of the Holy Spirit. This is described by some of the early co-workers of Jesus as the refreshment that comes from the Holy Spirit. Joy is a mark of someone who's experiencing the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is a matter of righteousness. That's Christ in us. It's a matter of peace. That means we have peace with God. We have peace with others as long as it is possible with us. We have a mind that is at peace. And this peace and righteousness leads us to joy. And joy is this belief that you are experiencing God's favor in your life, that you're experiencing God's favor. Uh, just a month ago, April 2nd, we, wanted, we set out to do a complete build-out in this building. 
we didn't even imagine that we would get to do much in here. And in less than 30 days, this entire build-out was done. <laughs> we believe God's favor has been shown to us. It was amazing. Contractors were willing to work 16-hour days without charging us overtime. We got the right people here that made this all happen. And if you have a chance to walk around, you'll see a lot of the details that were done just in 30 days. No different in, in Holy Writ. When God's showing favor, sometimes stuff happens very fast. Nehemiah was a governor in Persia. He had been exiled, and he was called to come and help, uh, called by God uh, because of a tremendous burden to come and help his people rebuild the walls of Jerusalem that had been completely uh, uh, crumbled. He was called to rebuild those walls. It was something God put on his heart. It was a a Popeye moment we've referred to in the past. It was a holy discontent. I can't stand this. I can't stand this. I can't stand it no more. Many of you don't remember that great classic commercial line when olive oil was in trouble. Popeye rose to the moment. In the same way, Nehemiah, he couldn't stand it anymore. He was willing to do whatever it took to help God's people. What is it that you can't stand? Do you, has God given you a holy passion? We call it a, a, we borrow the word from Bill Hybels, a holy discontent, where you'll drop everything to let God use you to go rescue someone, to go bring Jesus' hope to someone. That's what uh, we felt here in the last year. And so we prayed, and God has led us here to 1500 North Market. And he's done some special things. The joy of the Lord was our strength in the last month. I want you to see how the joy of the Lord can be your strength. Open your Bibles, if you brought them, to Nehemiah chapter 8. I'm going to read a portion from this passage where the Hebrews are celebrating what God's done. Not what they've done, but what God's done. If you have your smartphone, just Google Nehemiah 8, N-E-H-E-M-I-A-H. Or if you have your Bible and uh, you're like me, you forgot where Nehemiah is, <laughs> uh, go to your table of contents and look up Nehemiah. And I'm going to read this great piece where Nehemiah uh, records God's people celebrating a moment that he accomplished in their life. It's, it's uh, quite a reading, so, so check this out. Ezra praised the Lord, their great God, and all the people. I'm in verse 6. Ezra praised the Lord. The great God and all the people lifted their hands and responded, Amen and Amen. Then they bowed down and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. The Levites, uh, Jeshua, Bani, Sherebiah, Jamin, and a bunch of names I can't pronounce, instructed the people in the law while the people were standing there. Verse 8, they read from the book of the law of God, making it clear and giving meaning so that the people understood what was being read. Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra, the priest and teacher of the law, and the Levites, who were instructing the people, said to them all, This day is holy to the Lord God. Do not mourn or weep, for all the people had been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. Nehemiah said, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks, and send some of those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. The Levites calmed all the people, saying, Be still, for this is a holy day. Do not grieve. Then all the people went away to eat and drink, to send portions of food, and to celebrate with great joy, because they now understood the words that had been made known to them. And then let me go to verse 17. 
the whole company that had returned from exile built temporary shelters, and they lived in them, like they were told this week. From the days of Joshua, son of Nun, until that day, the Israelites had not celebrated it like this, and their joy was very great. And their joy was very great. The mark of a growing Christ follower is that they're growing in Christ's righteousness in them, uh, that, that which is given to us by Christ's work on the cross, and that which is the work of His Holy Spirit. It is the peace of God that we experience with God and with others, and it is this joy. This realization that God, it, by the way, these are our two, two of our loyal set up and tear down team members that, that didn't have to set up this morning. I'm so proud of them. Uh, the joy of the Lord. <laughs> You're laughing, yeah. These, yeah, yeah. These guys were amazing, weren't they? <laughs> they were. Thank you. This guy right here used to walk. 4.30 a.m. used to leave his house. Ooh, this could choke me up a little bit, Dimitri. He used to leave his house off uh, Norwood, 4.30 a.m. to help volunteer and set up at 6.30 a.m. At, at Benvenuti. This guy, Matthew, just a joy for us. Been helping us for several years. All these guys played football for Indercom. Go Indercom. And uh, we're proud of them. Proud of them. They're workers. And it, is, it really is the workers that make uh, our work a joy. They're the ones that brought us here. Uh, let's talk about the joy of the Lord that is our strength for a moment. Uh, the first thing we discover about the joy of the Lord from this passage is that after a time of mourning, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I already referenced that we all have, for varying reasons, uh, things for which we're mourning uh, about. Um, the people, in verse 9, had been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. They heard again those words of the law of Moses uh, that instructed them that if they follow God with all their heart and, and resist idolatry, and uh, if they honor the Sabbath day, uh, if they abstain from coveting and murder and lying, that God would bless them. But if they didn't, they would experience a curse. And uh, the law of Moses is very lengthy. It's in the first five books of the Torah. But the law of Moses, you have to understand, was set up to show us our need for Christ. All those rules that we could never keep. <laughs> you can try. <laughs> but all those rules were designed to show you that you cannot, you cannot do it. <laughs> the laws were set up to show you that you couldn't do it. But that you would need someone who could. Jesus, who suffered on the cross for our sins. And by His power, enables us to do in everyday life what we could never do on our own. That's the, that's the transformed life that we can experience. The Hebrews were hearing everything they hadn't done right. Uh, not a fun season for them. <laughs> uh, and they were mourning for their sins. Let me just ask you, when's the last time you personally mourned for your own selfishness? <laughs> when's the last time you you acknowledge your own self-absorption, uh, the fact that you self-reference, you're the point of everything happening around you. <laughs> Maybe that describes you. When's the last time you said to someone, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? Uh, Maybe this way, this morning, on the way to, on the way to uh, church as you were passing a police officer <laughs> and you just wanted him to be blessed with your confession as you drove by. <laughs> well, when's the last time you, you owned something? You said, you know what, I own that. That was me. Will you forgive me? 
that's the mark of someone who values uh, forgiveness, uh, someone who values the truth. I was really impressed this week in my men's growth group. Uh, we were studying how men can pray for their families, and I found this quote. Listen to this. Pardon. It's written by someone that most of you should know. Pardon, I beseech thee my sins. Remove them from thy presence as far as the east is from the west. Accept me on the merits of thy son, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what he did. I have called on thee for pardon and forgiveness of my sins, but so coldly and carelessly that my prayers have become my sin. I stand in need of pardon. I've heard thy holy word, but with such deadness of spirit that I might have been an unprofitable and and forgetful hearer. Cover my sins with absolute obedience of thy dear son. Cover my sin with the obedience of thy dear son. That those sacrifices which I have offered may be acceptable to thee. In and for the sake of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ upon the cross for me. Direct my thoughts, my words, and my work. Wash away my sins in the immaculate blood of the Lamb. And purge my heart by the Holy Spirit from the dross of my natural corruption. Increase my faith in the sweet promise of the gospel. The first president of the United States, George Washington. That's a guy who could own his sins, couldn't he? That's a guy who got it. That, that nothing he did was worth anything. It's what Christ did on the cross. He wanted that spirit of the cross to work in him. We've got a children's worker back there that needs God to give them hope right now. We've got to own our own mistakes. How do you, how do you experience joy? You've got to own your own mistakes. You've got to be honest with God. We confess our sins to God and to the appropriate person if we sense it's necessary. Uh, Adventurers are made up. The people that make up this church are people, uh, who, who, friends and family, who've mourned for their sins and are now experiencing the increasing joy of the Lord that is our strength. What's your first step towards joy? It's letting the truth of the gospel into your heart. <laughs> letting it in. Letting it do a work. And allowing the Spirit to develop you in you an appetite for the truth. Where you hunger for it, you can't. Go a day without getting some spiritual nutrients. Uh, even if it's five minutes of just reading a scripture, five minutes of giving thanks, five minutes of listening to some great Lincoln Brewster or, or even one of these recordings from Natasha. I think she's pretty amazing. I think she's got a voice that's just ridiculous. The Bible says that when we make that choice to say, hey, I'm going to trust in what Christ did for me on the cross, when I mourn for my sins and I own them, the Bible says that there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels. Did you hear that? <laughs> there's, there's rejoicing. Another word of saying that is there's joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents or who says, you know what, I'm going to make Jesus the leader and Lord of my life. Maybe today is the day you say, yeah, I'm ready for a personal relationship with God between me and him, uh, and I make him the leader based on what he's done, not what I do, but on what he's done. I'm ready. I'm going to give you a chance to do that today if that describes your place in your journey. Well, 
after a season of mourning, there's a time for joy. And I will tell you also, by the encouragement of our leaders, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Did you hear what the leaders were doing in verse 11? The Levites calmed all the people saying, be still for this is a holy day. Do not grieve. Everything rises and falls on the example of leaders. And these leaders were telling folks, hey, (laughs) be silent, be calm, (laughs) be inactive. (laughs) Naomi, let me back up just for a moment. Verse 11, uh, the Levites calmed the people saying, be still, for this is a holy day. Do not grieve. And that word for still means to uh, be calm, be silent. And I love this last word, be inactive. (laughs) If my wife asked me to mow the lawn today, I'm going to say, honey, the word of God said I was to be inactive today. (laughs) This was the first day of the Feast of Trumpets. For them, it's one of the three seasons of festivals of the church. And it's a great reminder that as hard as we work, and we work hard, I'm looking at some of you, and I know you work very hard. You need to have a day where you're inactive. (laughs) Say that word with me, inactive. Yeah. Say, I love to be inactive. (laughs) It's others that don't like me being inactive. (laughs) When you choose to be inactive, you're acknowledging that you're not in control. When you choose to be inactive, you're acknowledging that God's your provider. It's not all about what you can do. When you choose to be inactive, you're giving glory to God, actually. It's not about you on that day. You're saying, you know what? <laughs> I get to trust in you today. By the way, a day begins at, uh, at sunset. And so if you want to be kind of legalistic about it, you can go to work tonight when the sun goes down. That's when Monday actually starts. <laughs> or you can pick any day of the week for your day off. The Bible doesn't say it has to be this day. It could be Saturday. It could be Friday. <laughs> or Monday, like most of us try to hope it is. <laughs> But these leaders tell everyone to be inactive, to it's okay. One of our leaders uh, shared with me that this is how she says it, you're okay. She tells me, this is my assistant, it's okay, relax, be calm. I appreciate that. If any of you want to snuggle up to this tonight, you can take it home. <laughs> Throughout Adventures history, we've been led by people that are like these Levites, they, they have acknowledged that they have a call into ministry. Uh, throughout Adventures history, we've been cared for by people who don't view that the pastor or the elders are the primary workers. The reason we are here today is because people that call Adventure their home realize that we're all called to ministry. We all have a call. We all have a call to engage with God. We all have a call to um, become what he wants us to become. We all have a call to go into Natomas and serve. We all have a call to go into the developing world and serve. We're all priests, all of us. The Levitical priesthood was unique in Hebrew history. They were dedicated. Now, we're all dedicated. Did you know that? You're a priest. If you're a Christ follower, you're a priest. <laughs> that's, that's hard to swallow. But if you read some of the writers of what some consider the first priest 
he acknowledged this, Peter. He said, we are the priesthood of all believers. All of us are, have got skin in the game if you're a Christ follower. All of us do. And there are some teams at Adventure that have made everything possible that we have here today. And when I mention this team, if you've been a part of it, I want you to give out a shout. Here are the teams that have brought us here. Here are the Levites that have brought us here. When I mention this team, if you've been on this team... I want you to give a shout out and to stand up. Again, when I reference this team, I want you to give a yee-hoo, and I want you to stand up real quick and then sit down. Here they are. The worship and creative arts team brought us here. Anybody in it? Stand up. Okay, pause. Okay, wait, wait. I need, ma'am, I need you to respond faster next time. Okay, here we go. Next, the communications team. Next, they need recruits. Number three, the community and growth group facilitators. Anyone who facilitates a growth group or a community group on behalf of Adventure. Praise the Lord. Hey, if you've been a parking attendant, a greeter, if you've worked in hospitality or at Starting Point, you are on the Connections team. Stand up and let us celebrate. Yes. Great. If you've served with what we call Discovery University... Uh, Peace University, if you've taught systematic theology, Adventure 101, 201, 301, or you've been in ministry apprentice back in the day, stand up. We want to celebrate and praise the Lord. Okay, good. If you are or have served on the children's ministry team, we want to celebrate your leadership. Stand up and let us celebrate. Praise the Lord. Yes. Yes. If you have served on the women's ministry team, stand up. We want to celebrate. Come on. Hey, big atta girl. 120 came to that women's tea. I heard it was spectacular. Praise the Lord. If you've served on the men's ministry team or a part of the men's ministry, stand up. We want to celebrate your work. Praise the Lord. If you've been a part of the ex-rebel basketball team, Boy, back in the day, two seasons, stand up, we want to celebrate, stand up. (laughs) We never won a championship, I can tell you that, okay? (laughs) But that team is coming out of retirement, look for the information. If you've served on the student ministry team, stand up, we want to celebrate your work. Yep. If you are serving on the current marriage and family life team, you're either helping with premarital counseling or you are facilitating a marriage group, stand up, we want to celebrate. If you've helped with communion and offering on Sunday morning, stand up, we want to celebrate. There should be a lot of you. If you are serving with the global missions team or have gone on a developing world mission trip, stand up, we want to celebrate your work. If you have served in Natomas on Compassion 365, stand up. We want to celebrate. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you have served on the trailer team, a moment of silence. Stand up. We want to celebrate. If you have served on the setup and teardown team for stand up and celebrate. Yeah. If you have served on the facilities team on Sunday morning, stand up. We want to celebrate. If you are on our new security team, please remain seated. If you are on our counting team, you count 
God's generosity to this church. Stand up. We want to celebrate your work. Yep, in the back. Yes, thank you. Thank you. If you are on the most important prayer and invitation team, would you stand up? Because you've been praying for us. And I want to acknowledge, I want to acknowledge a couple workers. I want to acknowledge two ladies that have prayed passionately about the owner being generous to this facility. It's Jeannie Gardner and Jean Salvino. Jeannie, I know you're in here. Stand up, Jeannie. Stand up, Jeannie. Where are you? Where are you, Jeannie? Yeah! All right. If you have been on the financial management team, would you please stand up? We want to celebrate. There we go. Two in the back. If you have served on our board of elders, which we call, as the book of Acts does, ministers of, the, of prayer and the word of God, would you stand up? We thank you for your leadership. And this is the second team that will remain anonymous, uh, the 1500 North Market design team. We don't, want to, we don't want to know who you were because we want to protect you. They're on right now uh, security, and uh, we have a special uh, new life for them. We've changed their profile. They're doing fine. I want to take a few minutes, I, and I have just a couple. I want to thank uh, specifically some people. I want to thank really the guy who led this whole build-out, a Levite, a worker who brought us great joy, Adam Castorina. Yeah. Yep. My prayer is that God will reward Adam and Candy uh, with long life and that they'll get to see their loved ones continue to come to Christ. And all of the couples whose marriages that they built and saved, those marriages would start in turn bringing hope to other couples in Natomas. Can't say enough about them. I want to also thank my staff who's been instrumental in getting us into this place. I want to thank our newest staff member, uh, Golf Marshal Charles Howell. Uh, Yep. He retires this month as a 30-plus year teacher, administrator, and superintendent of Modesto Christian School, who lost to De La Salle here at Sleep Train Arena by one point in the NorCal Finals. Um, What I appreciate about Charles is that he's very fiscally conservative, and he speaks his mind. I love that. I also want to thank this young lady for almost a one-year anniversary uh, from Los Angeles, Natasha Barber, our director. Yep. Our director of creative arts, she has really streamlined the execution and increased the participation of our Sunday Engage experiences. What I enjoy most about Natasha is her ownership over all the details. I see you're back there. Thank you, Natasha. Uh, I also can't, I can't help but thank God for our Indiana Hoosier, Jeremy Jones. Uh, He's our, he's our next gen pastor. He's developed systems and is now leading the construction build-out of our children's ministry space, which will start here soon, where we'll do a build-out back there. His team launches the new student ministry Engage Experience starting Sunday night, May 15th. It's called Uprising. Right here in this room, the students will use it. I love Jeremy's ability to communicate, uh, both orally and written, and his special leadership gift. I also want to thank God for our Filipino missionary to California, Nadine Taghap. Uh, Nadine assists Jeremy in the children's ministry. I think we all appreciate that Nadine spends time with Jesus every morning. 
and uh, she makes decisions based on promptings from him. And we've been amazed to see how her devotion has influenced even our Easter egg hunt, one of the biggest, most organized we've ever had. I want to thank God for my assistant, Diane Howell, our connections director that gives our staff the tools we need to ensure that people matter. She embodies our adventure value. People matter. I love working with her. She lets me know what I need to do and tells me what I need to know. She, she gave me this pillow. You're okay. Those that get, she's one of the most trustworthy women I've ever known. Thank you, Diane. Love you. I want to also thank our senior staff members. She, folks don't realize this. Our senior staff member from Colorado, Jill Webb, a happy Bronco fan, has served as our accounting assistant for eight years. Both of her parents are farmer kids uh, out of uh, Nebraska. They're hard workers. The fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. The speed and integrity with which she does her job to maintain our financials is perfect. She does her work for God at a high performance level. Those that get to work with her or do life with her closely consider it an honor to even know her. She'll be in the next service. I want to take a moment, I want, I want to take a moment, and I want to thank uh, my mom, who's a part of Adventure. I want to thank her, her husband, my stepdad, Bob, who told me I needed to keep my word and go back to Missouri and serve, because I got to meet Melissa Matthews. 13 years ago, my family came to Natomas. You can see this uh, picture of my family uh, on the monitor. Uh, you can see how, yeah, yeah, I was a real Chris Farley fan at that time in my life. Uh, but you can see uh, the boys, the Matthews brothers. Yeah. Yeah, there we are. That's in front of Natomas, what was Natomas Middle School, and now NP3. That was the first of four facilities that we were in. God provided. You know, we, our first service was held at the park at Club Westlake. And I was asked, where are we meeting? I said, I don't know. We're working on that. Once we offered to volunteer at Natomas Middle School, they opened the doors for us. Julie Harold helped lead that idea. Uh, I want to take a moment, and I want to honor my sons. Wow, sorry. I'm so grateful for them. Yeah. Yeah, I want to uh, honor uh, Max. Why don't you stand, Max? He's still serving in the... Yeah. Max is still serving in the Adventure Student Ministry. I want to thank my uh, friend and sports car owner, Mark, who still, who still serves in the nursery. Well, uh, today may have been his last day. Stand up, Mark. He's been serving in the, minute, the, in the nursery. I want to thank my son, Jackson, who has uh, been serving in the elementary ministry for a long time. And I want to thank God for my son, Grant, who continues to serve with worship and set up for me, with me for two years every morning. I want to thank my wife, Melissa Matthews, for being Southern. <laughs> Someone told me all these magnolia trees that are all around this building, God put in there for her. And... Uh, I want to thank, you, thank God that she's such a stubborn, smart, beautiful, and committed woman, committed to changing the culture of Natomas. I'm not kidding. Uh, we all say we love our mother very much. We cannot live without her. She's the greatest mother in the whole wide world. On behalf of adventurers, I want to thank our Heavenly Father, who graciously gives all things. You don't work for a building like this. You get it. It's a gift. All that uh, you see was started just 30 days ago. We just moved in. We didn't expect to do this much here. Um, we will be in construction all summer. <laughs> our next phase is focused on our children's ministry. Um, this was accomplished beginning April 2nd. As we get closer to our build-out, we'll have a grand opening month. Uh, today's just the beginning. And my prayerful strategic hope is that our future 
is going to be lots of groups of people meeting at coffee shops, meeting at homes, meeting in, in growth groups, community groups, becoming who God intended them to be. This is just a platform. A lot of the, the work of the Spirit will happen outside of these walls. The Bible says there's rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one person who says, hey, I'm willing to own the fact that I can't do it. But I believe that he did it on the cross, that it's been done for me. I want to begin again my personal relationship with God through Jesus. If that describes you, join me in this prayer right now. You can, you can make a decision right now by which the angels in heaven will rejoice. Join me in this, won't you, right now? Heavenly Father, we can't do it. But your son did. He did it all. It's not something we earn. It's something we just accept, a gift. If you're here today and you've never made a decision to accept what Jesus Christ did on the cross for you and, and uh, acknowledge that you fall short, you've never made a decision to make him the leader of your life, why not right now? And let him do for you what you yourself could never do. Right from where you're seated, I just would ask you to say, God, I'm ready to follow Jesus. That's it. God, I'm, I'm ready to follow Jesus. I'm ready to follow him. And if that describes you with every head bowed, I just want to ask you to acknowledge your decision with me. Just raise your hand if that was your prayer today. God, I'm ready to follow Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Two people right over here. Anybody else? Just say, yeah, God, I'm ready to follow Jesus. Raise your hand high if that's you today. All right. God, the joy of the Lord is our strength. <laughs> Rejoice. This is a great day for joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.